if you want to avoid all the sickness this winter, the snotty noses, the coughs, the colds, the sleepless nights, the fevers, the Panadol and the antibiotics, the ear infections, the grumpy, tired kids, the days off work and school and childcare, are all those memories of last winter coming back? I'm here to tell you that it doesn't have to be that way this winter. I have a free online masterclass, three simple ways to boost your kids' immunity to avoid a winter full of sickness. It's on demand, meaning you can register and watch it straight away or watch it at a time that is convenient for you. Head on over to naturalsuperkids.com forward slash immune and you will be able to sign up. In the masterclass, I am covering our natural, simple and effective approach to avoiding winter infections, how to boost your family's immunity with our proven three-step naturopathic strategy that is really easy for you to implement as a busy mum. We're going to talk about the immune depleters that you need to avoid so you're not wasting time and money building up your kids' immunity that is just being depleted by these common foods and environmental factors. I am sharing heaps of practical tips. I promise it will be an hour well spent. You can register again at naturalsuperkids.com forward slash immune. I can't wait to hear how you find it and to give you the tips to make this winter healthier. Welcome to the Natural Super Kids podcast, where you will discover practical strategies to inspire you to boost the health and nutrition of your kids. I'm Jessica Donovan, a qualified naturopath specializing in kids' health, and I want to make it as easy as possible for you to raise healthy and happy kids. Let's get into it. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Natural Super Kids podcast. Jessica Donovan here. And today we're talking about sleep. I have a special guest joining me, Sam Holt from Sleep with Kip, which is a brilliant initiative um, helping families to sleep better through storybooks. So we're going to be talking about this. And this work has been developed or is based on um, the work of the Murdoch Children's Research Institute. Um, It's, you know, research-based, it's clinically validated. um, And I just love that they've translated that you know, clinically validated um, evidence into a story to help um, kids, to help empower kids to um, learn the skills through story um, to be able to sleep better. So I really enjoyed this conversation with Sam. If you're interested in getting your hands on these Sleep With Kip books, make sure you head on over to the show notes um, and you can follow the links that we have in there to find out more. Here's Sam. Welcome to the podcast, Sam. Thanks for having me. Can you start off by telling us a little bit about you and the work that you're doing? Sure. So my background is in digital health and I started my journey in healthcare about 20 years ago when I founded my first digital healthcare company which was a mobile skin cancer screening service. Uh, 
and we used teledermatology. So we had doctors out in the field performing skin checks, and then we would send all of the images that we took on the day and the doctor's notes to a panel of dermatologists who would provide a specialist second opinion. And then over the years, I've set up um, telehealth companies for people like Medibank Private and startups of my own. And about five or six years ago, I started work doing some work with the Murdoch Children's Research Institute, which is an organization I have a lot of passion for. They do incredible work. And helping them um, look at what research they had that had applicability in the digital health space. And so I look after a few different projects for them, one around food allergies, which is called Allergy Pal, and then this sleep project, Sleep with Kip. Cool. Okay. I didn't realize you did the allergy work as well. We do, um, you know, we see quite a few kids with with allergies here at Natural Super Kids. So that might need to be another conversation though. Yeah. Allergy Pal is a great app. You can download it. Uh, we're just about to um, release a new version of it, a new and improved version. It's been in the market for around four years and it helps parents who have children with moderate severe food allergies better manage their disease. Amazing. I will definitely check that out. Um, so today we're focusing on sleep and we do see a lot of sleep issues here at Natural Super Kids in, you know, infants, babies, kids, teenagers. Can you tell us how prevalent sleep issues are with Aussie kids and what are the most common issues? Sure. So uh, let's, uh, just to be clear, I'm not a clinician. Um, the really smart people who are the clinicians, like Professor Harriet Hiscock, who's the brains behind Sleep with Kip, um, they are all the people who do the research and obviously provide the, the clinical work at the Royal Children's Hospital in Melbourne. So Sleep with Kip specifically focuses on children between the age of three to eight. And it specifically focuses on what we call behavioural sleep problems. So there are children in that age bracket who have physical sleep problems. So that can be things with adenoids, et cetera, tonsils that are prohibiting them from breathing properly and so they wake in the night. Um, but we focus on behavioural sleep problems. Behavioural sleep problems can be categorised as issues getting your child to sleep, then waking in the evening and not being able to self-settle, or waking early in the morning. And our research shows that at any given point in time, 35% of families are experiencing a behavioural sleep problem with a child between the ages of three and eight. Our research also shows that over the journey, just about every child at some point does have some kind of behavioural sleep problem um, that often can be easily rectified. And the genesis of this project was lots of people were spending a long time on a wait list to get into the Royal Children's Hospital. They're being referred there from a general practitioner for behavioural sleep problems. But the sleep clinic is set up for physical sleep problems. And so they were being taken away from the clinic. So I'm sorry, you've waited a year and a half, but we don't, you know, we don't work on behavioural sleep problems. So Professor uh, Hiscock developed what we call a sleep screener and then a series of strategies which are, which are all evidence-based and have been clinically validated to help people um, be able to resolve those behavioural sleep problems in the home, which most oftentimes mm. they can. Yes, such a great initiative because I, um, yeah, I get that. You know, they wait all this time to get into a specialist and then, yeah, we can't really help you with these kind of behavioural um, sleep issues. So it's waking early, it's trouble getting to sleep at night and then it's also waking through the night and then not being able to kind of get back to sleep yourself. They're the kind of most common issues that you're that you're. Um, experiencing or seeing? Yeah, that's correct. And as I say, 35% of parents at any given point in time are experiencing one of those problems. But over, talk to any parent, you've got a couple of kids. 
I'm sure you can recall when your little ones were, say, between three and five, you put them to bed and they would get up and out of bed five yes. or six. Uh, or lots of parents, um, particularly with their first child, I think that's quite common, where your child won't go to sleep and so you end up sleeping or going to sleep with them or lying with them till they fall asleep. So you're solving a problem but creating a bigger one. Um, kids waking up at 5 o'clock in the morning. And, again, you know, we, we're, we're, we try to solve problems. So the first few times you do it, what do you do? You actually reward them for that behaviour by giving them their iPad to play on, and that just actually perpetuates the problem. So the next time they wake up at 1 o'clock in the morning, well, guess what they want to do? They want to play on their iPad. Um, and similarly, you know, around um, kids, once they get a little bit older, as they sort of hit the end of that band towards 8 and 9, um, you know, we know that anxiety and some of those types of issues start to creep in into their lives. And so it's how do we help them with relaxation techniques to be able to calm themselves down, stop the worries and be able to put themselves to sleep without mum or dad in the room. Yeah. So it's empowering them with the skills that they need, which I love. So in in conjunction with the Murdoch Children's Research Institute, you've recently launched, as you said, um, the Sleep with Kit range of storybooks. So what are these and how did they come about? Yep. So the genesis really goes back to Harriet feeling bad about having to turn people away from the sleep clinic at the Royal Children's Hospital. And also um, because the strategies that are um, or the books are based on strategies that are evidence-based and have been clinically validated in a number of randomised clinical control trials, where we saw the potential was to be able to take the work that we were doing at the Murdoch Children's and at the Royal Children's Hospital, but to be able to scale it and to be able to make it available to any parent, not those, just those people who were referred into um, the Murdoch Children's Research Institute. So, um, you know, again, what we wanted to do was to come up with a way to be able to take it to the world and help the people who are experiencing these sleep problems. But what we learned along the journey was these books aren't just great at being a reactive resource. Mm. They're a fabulous proactive resource. So by reading them to your children, you can actually teach your kids positive sleep behavioural skills, which will last them for a lifetime. So our claim to fame or what we try to do, our big, fat, hairy goal, if you will, is to teach Australian kids how to sleep. And who does that? They don't learn it at school. We, no one teaches you how to sleep. No, so we that's think right. it's a fabulous initiative. Yes, I love that. And that preventative approach. So, you know, these books aren't for aren't only for people that are having those issues with sleep, but they're just some good books to have around the place um, and to be reading with your kids. Yeah, so that they can t- so that they can learn how to sleep. That's right. And what we did was, you know, again, the um, in the clinic back, you know, many years ago, there was a sleep screener and that sleep screener would then prescribe parents a sleep strategy and there were 18 sleep strategies so in the clinic they would give you a pdf that pdf would give you a little bit of background information on what the problem is and how to resolve it but it would really require you to go home and do some homework Um, and so what we tried to do with the with the book range it's a series of six books and we've distilled those 18 strategies down into three books and sorry six books and those six books cover those three buckets trouble with the child falling asleep trouble if they wake in the night and they can't self-settle and put them back to sleep or if they wake early. And across the range of these six books, um, again, you can sit down with your kids. We design them so that they're fun for parents to read. There's lots of, um, you know, little funny adult humour in there. I don't know about you, but I find I gravitate with kids' books to the ones that I like reading. Definitely. 
Um, <laughs> that was how do we create a series of books that kids will love but parents will enjoy reading as well. And we really wanted to, um, I guess, foster what we know is best practice, and that's parents reading to their little kids at night. And so it fits really well into these are books that really should, we hope, become a part of um, the parenting curriculum, if you will, mm. and will be just as prevalent in the home as perhaps something like um, The Gruffalo or some of these well-known kids' books are. Yes, I love it. Such a clever idea. Um, so tell us about one of these specific sleep strategies within one of these books. How does it work? Well, two strategies which I think everyone can empathise with. Um, at some point, we've all had a child who we put to bed and they get out of bed a dozen times yes. and drives you bonkers. Right, they want to kiss, they want to cuddle, they want to go to the toilet, they want something to eat, they want to <laughs> chat, a hug. I mean, their excuses are endless. Yeah. Um, and so there is a book called uh, "The Old Bedtime Pass Puncher," and that is a that revolves around a strategy called the bedtime pass. Now, the bedtime pass is all about um, you. You, well, the, the book tells the story of the child. You get this one pass, and it's like a train ticket. And so, in the book, Kit, who is our central character. Uh, there's a little girl, Molly, I think, in, in, in the old bedtime pass puncher, and she wakes up and she wants to go and see her mum. And Kip asks her, what is it you want? She goes through all the excuses. Um, and Kip says, well, you know, you need to meet my old friend, the bedtime pass puncher. And he introduces to her the concept of a bedtime pass, and he helps her work out well, how is she best going to use that bedtime pass. And she determines after she's gone through all the excuses around what she might get up to use that pass for, what she really wants is a cuddle for mum. And then she goes out there and, you know, you, you, she hands the pass to mum, mum gives her a cuddle and she goes back to bed. Now, what, what I love about it as a, from a parent's point of view is what the books do is they give us a language, a shared language that we now have with our kids that we can talk about the problem with. Mm. So it, it's really hard when you're a tired parent, A, to get your craft skills on and to come up and make a beautiful bedtime pass. So we do that for you. Um, and secondly, you know, we don't all have the storytelling gene. And so how do you take that strategy and turn that into a kid's story? Well, we've done all that work for you. So now when the child is going to bed, you now have this common reference where I can say, now you remember Kip and the bedtime pass and here's your bedtime pass and remember what Molly did. So think about how you want to use it. Do you need to do a weed? Do you want to hug? You can use it once. And then the child comes out, they'll give you the pass. They get what they you know what they want within reason, um, and then they get back to bed. And that that you know that strategy is not only evidence based, but it's been clinically validated to work when when done well. And another one, which again we've all experienced at some point, is when our children go through a period of really early waking. Now that might be five o'clock, it might be four o'clock, and again, what we what is common in parents, and I was absolutely guilty of this is we might, because we're tired and we want to go back to sleep, we might make the mistake of letting them watch TV or letting them get on an iPad, right? And that's just a problem today that creates a bigger problem because what happens next time when they wake up at 1 o'clock in the morning, they don't know the difference between 1 o'clock and 5 o'clock. They want to be able to be rewarded for their behaviour by being able to play on the iPad. So that, that story is called Slug Dad and Monster Mum. And again, that's Kip where the little girl... Uh, in this story, wakes up and she wants to go and visit mum and dad and Kip introduces this concept, well, don't wake up mum and dad because dad becomes a slug and he can't do all the fun things like kick footy and do ah, blah, blah, blah. I love it, yeah. Frankie and she becomes a monster mum in a fun way. 
some mums have got a little bit cranky with us saying, why did you make the mum the monster? <laughs> uh, but, look, they're supposed to be, you know, lighthearted and entertaining and, um, you know, we've done our best to be uh, as inclusive as we can and we hope everyone takes them for what they're meant to be and that's a, a fun way to teach our kids how to sleep. Yeah, such a clever idea. I think I'd rather be a monster than a slug anyway. <laughs> I read the monster mum. The monster mum's the fun one in my opinion. Anyway. Yeah, oh, just so clever. I weird, That pass idea is brilliant. My daughter, she's now 12 and like, you know, has just got that to that point where she doesn't need us to put her to bed anymore, but she was always that one coming out again and again and again with all the excuses in the world. I wish I had that little um, strategy when she was littler. Yeah, and, and for parents who have children who might be have some um, uh, some learning or behavioural problems, I'm not sure exactly how you term it, ADHD and autism, mm-hmm. um, what's the correct term? On the yeah, spectrum? ADHD or kids on the spectrum, those neurodevelopmental kind of conditions. Right. So these uh, we've also done clinical trials around kids who, who have those conditions and these strategies um, have also been proven to work for them as well. And, you know, we know that kids... Um, with ADHD who are on the spectrum, they have their own specific challenges when it comes to sleep. Um, and so some of these books address it. And, and, a, and a, an example of that would be uh, we have a book called The Beach in the Bedroom. And A Beach in the Bedroom is, again, it's about a little boy, Shamik, and uh, he's tossing and turning in bed because he's feeling anxious and nervous. Um, and Kip teaches him a relaxation strategy. And together they build a beach in Shamik's bedroom, and Kip helps him with the visual imagery of the, the fluffy sand and the nice warm towel and the sea breeze. And these are things which, again, which are done and taught by pediatricians in clinic, and I'm sure nurses and other fantastic sleep um, clinicians. It's a common strategy. But, again, it's like how as a parent we're not skilled in, in, in those. And even if we are, if someone said, well, sit down and tell your kid a story about being on the beach, we're not storytellers. So no. we've gone. We, you know, we engage with this fantastic advertising agency and and their whole creative team became involved in, in coming up with these stories. Yeah, such a clever idea. And I know from, you know, my parenting experience, like stories are always such an effective way to get a message across to kids. But coming up with those stories can be really tricky. So I just think this is so clever. So um, you've given us so many great examples and I'm sure we have listeners like thinking, where can I get these books? So can you tell us how people can access these incredible books? So our goal is to ensure that every Australian family can get their copy, get their hands on them. And we acknowledge that not everyone has the willingness or the ability to pay for the books. Mm-hmm. So there are many ways that we've set up that folks can access them. So the first way is you can go to our website, sleepwithkip.com, and there you can purchase the books and we'll ship them directly out to you. Um, and we we launched them in July last uh, July of this year, and we got a really fantastic um, media uptake, and we pre-sold sixteen thousand copies. And we thought we'd, we didn't think we'd ever sell that many copies in its lifetime. So amazing! So you can do that. We, we sell many of them in that way. Um, and the other way is we've set up distribution through uh, the library network. So you can go into your community library, and if they don't have them, we already they're already stocked in many community libraries across the country and school libraries. You can ask your school librarian or your community librarian to order them for you, and they will either um, borrow them from another library or they can order them in from their distributors. 
And then the third way is we're working on some relationships at the moment where we will um, charitably gift those uh, hard copies of books back into the communities of need. So we're working with people like the, um, you know, children and family health services around the country and other groups who, um, who have those networks where they can do some charitable giving. Amazing. You really have are covering all bases. I love it. And we will make sure all... You can also uh, watch them. So there's a fantastic uh, platform called the Storybox Library. I don't know if you've come across that. No. So it's called storyboxlibrary.com.au, and that is a a library where you can go and see all the kids' books and they're read either by actors or famous people or just, um, yeah, just people who are really good at reading kids' stories. Now, our books are actually in front of the paywall, so you can go and you can watch them for free. There okay. are links to the stories on our website. So, again, um, that's probably not – it's a really good way to, to, if you're traveling, to be able to access the stories if you don't want to love the books around or if you can't access them but you want to, you know, read them with your kids during the day, I would just encourage you not to do it directly before bed on your phone because yes. that, that can, of course, create its own issues. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Really good point. Um, And we'll make sure all of those links are in the show notes to make it nice and easy for people to um, find those. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, Such a great initiative project. Um, And I'm sure many of our listeners will be keen to get their hands on these books. So thanks so much, Sam. Really appreciate the opportunity. Thanks. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Head on over to our website, naturalsuperkids.com for the show notes for this episode, as well as a whole heap of inspiration to help you raise healthy and happy kids. I'll see you next week. Before you go, don't forget about my free online on-demand masterclass, Three Simple Ways to Naturally Boost Your Kid's Immunity to Avoid a Winter Full of Sickness. I'm sharing my practical tips on ways that you can strengthen your whole family's immune system to avoid the onslaught of winter infections so your family can stay healthy and well this winter. You can sign up at naturalsuperkids.com forward slash immune.